This episode of the Jamer K podcast is brought to you by From Within Records. Today, In Cold Blood by Final Right is finally out. So please do yourself a favor, go boot up your Spotify, Apple Music, Bandcamp, Title, wherever you listen to your music, and go stream In Cold Blood by Final Right. Shout out to the Hudson Valley. Great scene. So many great bands from that area, but I'm just so stoked that final right finally has new music out such an awesome band you might have heard them on the one scene unity comp volume two but i'm so happy for them that it's finally out so seriously do yourself a favor and a week from today it is what it is lp by payback will be dropping on from within records and i couldn't be any more excited i've been talking about this for so long and i'm so happy that we're about a week out and also uh so many other great music dropping that day shout out to my friends in one step closer they're also dropping new music on the 24th and i can't wait for that either but like i always say please go follow from within records on social media twitter instagram to stay up to date on all the current news there's new stuff constantly coming out so please uh stay tuned and stay up to date And like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. On today's episode, we managed to track down our good friend Braxton. He's somebody who I've seen around for a long time. He plays in a bunch of awesome bands, but we connected at a show in LA and it was very humbling to have Braxton uh, talk to me at the show. It was just one of those things where you kind of know each other, but don't really know each other just because you're around each other with so many mutual friends, local scene, whatever. But it, it, it was a great thing. And I'm happy that Braxton and I were able to sit down and have this conversation. It was great to hear about all the new why stuff that's coming down the pipeline. Obviously, Shred Bundy, always staying active. Zulu, they're on this crazy takeover. And I was just so happy to finally be able to talk to Braxton and get to know him better. So uh, if you haven't heard that new Wise track, please, after you listen to Final Right, please go stream Wise, one of the best bands in Southern California right now. They got their new record coming out, slated for early, mid-November. Zulu, like I said, they're on their crazy takeover. They're about to go to Promcore, Shred Bundy playing some gigs early October. So please go support everything that Braxton's doing pray that his radio show comes back because that'd be really fun to listen to again but strap in enjoy this conversation and without further ado welcome Braxton to the show live welcome to the podcast braxton how's it going what's good man what's up appreciate it no dude this is uh super awesome i've, I've been a fan of uh wise for a, a long time so i'm happy to finally be able to have somebody else from the band on cool thank you man thank you yeah so for people who may not be familiar can you uh, talk about 
um, you know, uh, who you are and um, where you come from? My name is Braxton. Um, I'm from the Inland Empire, uh, like Lake Elsinore, Riverside County. Um, yeah, I'm in Wise. I'm in Zulu. I'm in this band called Shred Bundy. Uh, I'm in Madhouse, like like punk band with some homies. Um, yeah, I just do music and stuff. I mean, I'm I'm kind of bad at introducing myself, but that's pretty much like the gist. <laughs> okay. Like, my uh, like personality, I guess. <laughs> and, you know, it's pretty funny. Is um, I, I have this buddy uh, from uh, he's from San Diego, and I, I remember um, when we we're talking about Wise, he he recognized you from uh, Shred Bundy, and yet he put me on to, to that band because I had no idea that that band existed. But he's like, yeah, he's like, dude, that guy plays in this band called Shred Bundy. They're they're pretty sick. Uh, I didn't know he played in this band called Wise. Yo, that's so sick. Yeah. Shout out to yeah, you. That's some people that only know me from one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I play shows like every other freaking week nowadays, and now it's like, oh, you're. I saw you last week in the other band. And I'm like, yeah, like it, it's it's pretty cool. It's, it's definitely flattering. Like it means the world to just be recognized from different bands and stuff. Like it's cool. And uh, and how did you link up with uh, like the guys and Y's, your your friends in Zulu? Because uh, you know. The, kind of the inland empire is a little far from orange county san diego so uh, I, i'm just curious because there's not too many bands these days that are like you know coming out of the inland empire or repping that scene so yeah um i remember when the wise demo had dropped i played it on my radio show um this was like 20 what's it 17 put it on my radio show I, th- I thought it was cool I knew Don and I knew Alex from just like previous bands and shows that they were in. And we we like had like somewhat of a camaraderie, mostly online. And I remember February 2018, they hit me up. It was like the beautiful ones in Dead Heat and this band Daisy Chain. They hit me up to fill in. And I was like, yeah, I'm down. Like that'd be sick. I was super down to fill in. And then um at the time they were on Undertone Records, and I remember Nick was like, "Welcome to Undertone Records, baby," and I was like, oh, "Okay," because I, I didn't. I thought I was just filling in. They're like, "Yeah, you're in the band." I was like, "Yo, that's sick." And pretty much how it really all started was like, I had like a cross—not even crossover. It was like a street punk band, but we were playing crossover shows, whatever. And I would always post like me with my bullet belt and like my freaking, you know, all like hey, all like flashed out looking, whatever. So people were like, "Oh, that's cool," you know, that you're like in these bands so people who would need fill-ins would just hit me up and that's pretty much how like the wise thing and it started i was in a project that had broken up like that day or like the day before donnie dm me i was like yo you want to fill in for wise i was like yeah so i sent videos of me playing and yeah it, it pretty it happened pretty quick zulu with zulu it was pretty much like i remember anaya hit me up a while back because we were going to do like this straight edge band like a youth crew band that didn't work so we had like a heavier straight edge band together and that kind of like so like when that broke up like the day or two well when i left that band a day or two after was when donnie hit me up for wives but me and i would talk every so often about music and stuff and 2018 i want to say he was like yo i want to do like this all black band, they'd be cool. I was like, yeah, that'd be sick. And it was me, Anaya, and 
I don't know if I should be saying this, but it was Spencer from Trash Talk. Uh, but back, like he was, he's not in it now, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it was the three of us, and we were like, we had like Rob from Pure Disgust on bass, and like the homie Jane, uh, James from like Cool Side on drums. And we we had like a lot of different lineups, but yeah, pretty much mostly I would just hit up through me posting that i was in these like ie punk bands these ie thrash bands and we're just kind of like went around so i'm pretty grateful for that yeah that's that's pretty interesting that you just kind of got uh kind of surprised like hey you're in wise now like you went from you know kind of asked to be just the fill into surprises like no you're actually in the band and i i think that's pretty uh, interesting for them to have done it that way, but also really smart on, on their part because obviously you're, you're a really talented guitar player, and it seems like um, you're a good fit for the band. Thank you. Yeah, it's been cool. It's definitely the wildest ride. I'm like forever grateful about that. Like just the experiences from February 2018 to now has just been crazy. Like it, it's really sick. It's definitely really sick. Okay, and I, I have to ask because I'm such a fan of Wise. But it just seems like things have been moving super slow for you guys. Like, I, I know there was um, obviously the announcement way back when that you guys were signing to, to Triple B and that there would be an LP coming. Uh, but obviously the, the pandemic hit. And I know that slowed things down for everybody. Uh, but the other day when you guys released that new single, I was just like, geez, this is like awesome that it's like we're finally you know kind of getting movement with this new wise album but it's just it just feels like like it's taking forever um can you talk about like you know why that is so i was talking to donnie about the other day it's like i joined 2018 um me and ben joined 2018 we were like trying to iron out you know what what we're doing as members of the band i would contribute like riffs and leads which created like a whole new dynamic for like the band at the time going from like four piece to five, a five piece featuring two new guys. So that took a few months. Then 2019, that was like, yo, like we're, we're in it for the long haul. Like this is what we're going to do. We did like sound and fury. And actually at sound and fury 2019 was when Sam contacted Alex. Well, like he went out Alex and was like, yo, you want to do the record? Mm-hmm. So twenty July twenty nineteen was when we talked about the first rumblings of like yo why triple B back in twenty nineteen. So that pretty much started the writing process, like the the full honing in of like the writing process. Like July twenty nineteen onward was like the writing process, and January twenty twenty was like yo we're gonna do it. Like, let's go. Then pretty much, bro, the pandemic. Like, I mean, I was telling somebody, like, we only lagged, like, a year overall. Like, there was a year on us and then other other factors. Because, like, the record was done, like, October-ish last year, mm-hmm. about. Um, I mean, we were doing a lot of mixing and mastering. So... We sent it off to the plant a little, like a few months ago, but the plant with COVID, like the the vinyl plants are just so backed up. So we wanted to release it with the vinyl. So that added time. And we were doing it at Paradise uh, with Madison and Colin, but they were redoing their studio. Mm -hmm. So like 
that set set back some time, and then they sent us over to do leads with Phil. Let's do Phil, who killed it on my lead tone. My lead tone's crazy on the record. That took time too. So I try not to. We try not to beat ourselves up too too much. I mean, yeah, it took a minute, but the factors are pretty much like new members, then writing. Mostly it was like, we lagged, I would say like a year we lagged. And we were like, so like subconscious, like, oh, like, no one's going to care, you know? But then we were like, nah, like it's good music. Like it's, it's real, like no gimmicky, like actually like fire hardcore. So we were like, if people like non-gimmicky, really solid hardcore, they're going to like it. So we were just like going back and forth with them, like being kind of bummed out, it's taking us so long, but being stoked that we're about to do it. And the reaction has just been so crazy. Like, people been DMing me, like, oh, your tone is crazy, or oh, this song, or da 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 da. And that's just me. I don't even know what the, what the other guys are getting hit up about. So I'm really grateful and really just so happy and humbled by the whole experience that we can have a, a demo in 2017 and then drop a single in 2021. And people are like caring. Like, that's, that's what's it. Like, no one's like, oh, like, no one's yawning. Like, People actually do care, and that's really cool. So I feel like it's worth the wait, I feel like. It's for us to get it out and for people to hear it. I feel like finally it's like that definitely worth the wait. I remember I was at the the observatory, the Constellation Room. I, I can't remember exactly when it was, but Warfare was playing that night. And okay, yeah, yeah, and, and I remember Sam, you know, Sam Triple B, he plays in that band. And I, I remember during the set, he shouted out Wise. And I just remember thinking, like, holy shit, like, Wise is on his radar, which is, is awesome, right? Because obviously, like, I feel like that's justified because I, I uh, think you guys write good music. So the fact that, like, you know, uh, he, you know, shouted you guys out, I was like super proud for you guys. I'm like, cool, you, you guys are getting some awesome recognition. And I remember when I found out that you guys were on Sound and Fury, I was like, holy shit, this is awesome to see, like, you know, some of these younger bands get on the fest because sometimes it, it's hard to, to break through that barrier, right? Like sometimes, you know, you'll be super yeah. active in the local scene, but not might not, uh, you know, get to that position and to, to get on a, such a big fest, right? People flying from all over the world to, 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 to attend that. So to see you guys um, get on the fest and be able to open it up, I, I thought it was really cool and well-deserved. So I was just, um, really happy to see you guys like, you know, kind of slowly build and just kind of like get these accomplishments and get more recognized. And I'm, and also I, I remember, and this is so weird too. I was at the, uh, the triple B, uh, brain dead pop-up that, that happened a couple of months ago. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I remember, uh, I, I saw, um, your, your guitar player there, um, Alex, right. Yeah. yeah, and I, I remember I, I saw him talking to, to Sam, and I was trying not to uh, to to eavesdrop, right? But sometimes it's just hard because I heard him talking about the new Wise record, talking about like artwork or something. So I was like, oh shit, okay, cool, it's still happening. Because like at that point, it had been kind of radio silent, no real news. Yeah, yeah. So just being there, right place, right time, and just kind of overhearing that conversation, which is pretty funny. But it, it just had me stoked. So I'm like, okay, cool. There's uh, you know, at, at least there's some movement going on. You guys are trying and that, you know, the record is coming. So th that was like a little nice beacon of light you know, for me to, to just kind of hear that and just know that there was, uh, you know, still some hope. And now that the single's out, I'm, I'm really happy for you guys. But 
I feel like there's always like this weird like cloud hanging over you guys. Like I, I was here, people uh, talking about, oh, I, I think Wise is going to break up. Uh, it's going to be one and done with this record. Uh, they got this big accomplishment signing to a big label like Triple B. They're going to put out the LP, uh, let it live for a little bit, and then call it quits. Is there any truth to that or is it just BS? It was like there was definitely turbulence. We were just like, because it was definitely the stress of this record, man, this record, this record, this record should have been out, you know? But nah, like, uh, I know I heard rumblings of that too. Like, oh yeah, so you guys are going to break up. It's crazy that a lot of people thought that. Um, after Sound and Fury, we were like, just like, yo, we just played this crazy show and launchable B. Like, let's kind of like, you know, tighten up and get this going, you know? But, it was definitely a stressful process, like writing, because Alex is a machine powerhouse at writing hardcore, and Nick too. Like when it comes to guitar, they're those both both those guys just write crazy stuff. Ben himself alone is like a, a, a jazz trained drummer, and Don is the type of dude that can play bass, drums, like he can freaking. Like he has vocals and stuff. He, he's they all they're all so talented. And me, it's like when I write, I have a more of like a crossover style for like riffs, or more so like a little like '80s glam type of solos. So it was definitely a weird, you know, way to mix it. So I'm not saying there were times where we were like, oh, we don't mix. It was just we had like a mixed bag of stuff, and it was like. Boy, we gotta do something with this. You know, we have a lot of potential. Whoop de whoop, and it was definitely a stressful time between like mid to late 2019 was definitely kind of like a difficult time, I would say. Um, but yeah, we're not breaking up. Yeah, like we're for sure. Like we're all on the same page about like yo, what we're gonna do. And we got we got some plans for some some gigs, some stuff we can't even mention now, but we got some plans for some really sick stuff. I'm stoked. But I definitely did hear the rumblings of like mm-hmm. people saying, hey, guys, you guys are gonna break up or whatever, you know. But no, we're not. Okay. At least to my knowledge, we're not. <laughs> okay, well, I am I'm glad to to clear that up because uh, sometimes where there's you know smoke, there's fire, right? And you you hear it yeah. from so many people and I'm just like, Man, I hope not, because I, I, I always felt like it just would have been like one of those things where it's like just too soon for you guys to to call it quits, especially after uh, you know getting signed to Triple B and you know working on this record. So I'm I'm happy to hear from your perspective that that's not the case. Oh yeah, thank you, man, yeah, for sure. And it, it was interesting because you guys popped up and uh, you guys just had one show right since things started uh, getting back together. Because as far as I know, it was the, um, the the rotting out show you guys played. Yeah, that was Friday, and then we um. Me and Alex, we were like talking about doing like a gig with it was like Ed Heat and Risk, and we did it at the Smell in LA. Oh, okay, yeah, I, I forgot about that one. Yeah, so we we had those two shows, and this well, I don't know when this is gonna air, but this Sunday, uh, the nineteenth, we're doing RJC at Program. Um, and we have like another, we have like two other gigs lined up. But yeah, we've only so far done two gigs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought that was a, a good look for you guys to be able to get on that uh, sold out change show. 
it was sick. I'm stoked. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. That's gonna be really fun. Okay. Um, and can you talk about the new record? Obviously, you guys just released the new single. Are, are there plans to do any other singles uh, to the lead up, or is there like an actual like release date? There, um, we we're thinking about maybe another single. Um, I don't want to say who's on it, but like we got a guest spot from this like definitely like one of the best bands out right now. Okay. And it's a singer, this amazing band. He's a close friend of mine. They're also on Triple B. And to be honest, like this song we're considering will be the the next single is one of my accomplishments in terms of like solo and lead like guitar work. I because I'm like really into like like I said like 80s glam, like like Warren D. Martini and like a lot of these like 80s shredder guys. And I feel like it's just like my my way of emulating guitar shred eighties prowess in like a twenty second like span of like a solo. Really proud of it. Really proud of the songwriting. It's just a crazy track. Like it's really crazy. The record itself is November twelfth. Um but yeah, we we're planning on doing one more, one more uh, single, hopefully. But that's about it. Just we're trying to like we, we were trying to like plan everything out. But I'm pretty sure we're gonna do another single. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm just not really sure when we're gonna drop it yet, though. Okay, and I'm, I'm curious about that November twelfth date. Is there a specific reason you're dropping on that day? Yeah, the um, it's slated to be November twelfth. The final plant, you know, super backed up. That's why, because it, it could have been, I don't know, it could have been like months ago, you know. But like the plant, and I, I understand definitely, you know, COVID is backing up a lot of things, you know. So we're it's slated to be November twelfth. Um, that's what I, the day I keep seeing everywhere. It it definitely could change, but it's slated to definitely be on or around November twelfth. Hmm. like the, the actual record and how many tracks on the record seven okay nice it's a lot yeah. yeah i'm just like we 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 can't just give some fools we can't just give y'all like a seven inch you know like we it's like yo it's been like five years like mm-hmm. we need like like you know some tracks that have people sink their teeth in and be like okay like this is like i was talking to um the homie steven he does uh 197 like the, the yeah. filming mm-hmm. and he was like totally different band like he looked at me he's like yeah this is nowhere near the the um because he saw us at the chain reaction show with riding out he was like it's nowhere near the demo like this is like a totally different band i started laughing and i was like yeah like it's completely different it's definitely like on the same track like there's definitely nuances and you know that are reminiscent of the demo but yeah it's totally different like definitely some mean crazy tracks on this like for sure oh yeah no that, that that's something i don't know you're looking forward to because i remember when i listened to the, the the new track that you guys dropped and i was just i was just so hyped i was just like this is because uh, there's so many bands right because you think about southern california hardcore um, like obviously like we're like a bunch of different scenes lumped into one 
but uh, there's just uh, some bands that stick out. And I, I feel like you guys are, are one of those bands, obviously, like you guys have been around for, for a bit. Um, but with this uh, new song that you guys dropped, I, I, th- I feel like it just kind of reaffirmed to like a lot of people like, yo, like, why is it still the shit? And, and they're coming strong with this next release. Thank you, man. For real. That's sick. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, no, for sure. No, it's uh, it's, it's it's all on you guys. I'm, I'm telling you, like, uh, it's just one of the things where like the music speaks for itself. I feel that that's that's one thing too. Like, we are not like popping up everywhere in between. Like, like we were just dropping hints, but we're not like super on like the promo social media stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. So we're just like music. Just like we're just like yo, when we're say something when we need to say something and like okay like now here's the music and i feel like yeah, that that no, that's fact like the music speaks for itself like we don't have to like say or really do really anything much it's like here's some shirts here's some vinyl here's some shorts here's here's the record you know here's the music so the, the new record comes out do you guys plan to be more active to, to get out there more play more shows maybe travel a little bit with the band yeah definitely like we um we got some stuff lined up yeah like for sure i'm i'm really stoked there's some stuff that i can't really say like at all because we had some talks like i remember specifically the homie was like brax if this gets out like it's gonna be bad news bro i was like nah, i feel that so but we got some cool stuff that people are gonna be geeked on like for sure i'm really stoked on it okay for sure all right well i i appreciate you i'm you know willing to talk about wise his uh, awesome band but I, I'm, I'm curious about uh, you living in the IE. Like to me, the IE is um, really important because in my early years of hardcore, uh, I had a lot of friends in the IE, like older friends that that put me on. We went to a, a lot of shows in the most random places in Riverside, uh, Paris, uh, Moreno Valley. So I'm yeah. just curious. Uh, <laughs> did you grow up out there? I'm in Elsinore, which is like the border of. I'm on the border of Elsinore and Paris. Okay. So I got like close, dear, like best friend homies that live in Paris and Moreno Valley. So always out there. Um, and there's like, it's like Corona and Par- Corona and Elsinore, like kind of neighboring. And you remember the showcase theater? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Best venue ever. I was, a, I was a young buck when that was around, but I lived down the street. So my mom, we would go to 99 cent store in oh, that lot yeah and i was always see like mommy like, like why is their hair like that i'll see all these street punks and stuff i'd be so confused my mom but like, oh like i don't want you to look at them whatever because like she thought they're like you know terrible outcast people but mm-hmm. yeah like i was i was always near the showcase and who knows who was playing when i was down the street from there but i was too young to go to the showcase but i was definitely there like seeing a lot of that stuff my era, you know, the vault in Temecula, uh, the vault. No, uh, it, it's familiar. It sounds familiar, but I, I only went to like a couple shows. Like I, I went to this place in Marietta called like the firehouse. It was on like old weird theater that they turned into a venue. Oh, you remember that? That's that sounds super familiar. Yeah. I, I saw like his blood runs black and like impending doom there, like underneath remember the gun. No, that doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, um, my homie Adam Galindo actually in high school actually put me on to a lot of hardcore, to okay. be honest. He had a spot, Galindo's, which was fire. Um, but no, Temecula, there's a spot called The Vault. 
And this was when I was of age to go to shows. Well, I was like a freshman or a sophomore. I was super young, but there I saw as like TSOL, Angry Samoans, like JFA, uh, The Addicts, like Agent Orange, a lot of punk bands Mm -hmm. and like Bonded by Blood and like a lot like a lot of these like super like new wavy thrash bands. Um, This band Witch Haven, I'm freaking wearing the shirt right now. Uh, Like I saw a lot of like punk and thrash bands in Temecula and at the time uh, to say that I saw the addicts in Temecula is actually crazy. Like that sounds like a fever dream sentence, you know, but mm. like it was definitely the place to be for a minute. Cause the showcase died and a lot of that crowd, I mean, Temecula only like a good 30 from the Corona. So a lot of that moved. I never really went to any like the beat down deathcore type shows, but I saw a lot of good hardcore bands too at in like at, um, the vault but that was definitely the time after that there was the dial um i remember like ac acdc or acxdc mm-hmm. uh I, I, I think they were there drop dead was there which was crazy this is a marietta that died there was like this like the awakening and like this block of dabs then there were some cool spots but and like we had knocked loose out here in like elsinore like on in like Wildemar. So it was cool, it was a cool time. But since twenty like sixteen, me and my homies, we just been like trying to find the next spot to book. Like it's mostly houses because mm-hmm. the venues just they don't really last, which is really unfortunate, you know. It, you mentioned uh, Dad's Den. I went there one time and I felt like such an outcast. It was so weird because I I really wanted to see Coolside and I, I forget who they're playing with. It was like some uh, bands from like the Pacific Northwest were in town, but um, to be honest, I, I really didn't care that much. I just was there to see Coolside, and yeah. it was just so weird because like everybody was like clicked up, and I was just like just the random dude that showed up. Um, but I was like, well, I don't care. I, I fucking love Coolside, um, and it, it was such a good time because it was like in that yeah, it was like in a garage, and people were going crazy, and it, it was just like at, at that point, I, I was like willing to drive anywhere to see Coolside because I, I feel like that band's yeah. like super underrated. That's a band for sure, man. No, yeah, it was definitely. You you remember Bridgetown? Uh, Bridgetown DIY. Mm-hmm. I, I've I've been there. Yeah, in La Puente, like whatever happened to that place? The, yeah, like the super like SGV inland areas. Definitely, like I remember I was going to shows. It was definitely clicky at first. I had like some metalhead homies because like the shows, the the thrash shows were like dried up in my area, so we started hitting like. The hardcore shows it was definitely clicky at first yeah people were just like oh who's this guy so mm. i don't even get what you're saying but now i've met some very very dear friends from like that like 2014 2015 early 2016 like ie or like super inland sgv like scene some a lot of people aren't really going to shows anymore but there are homies who i've met there that are like are that are i've we'll be homies with for like a minute, you know? So I'm definitely grateful for that time. And I wish it was still booming, but we're definitely um working, like me and my homies, we're definitely working on like getting a more concise, straightforward Inland Empire scene. Because there's a lot of cool bands. A lot of people I think are straight up classes, to be honest, about not wanting to play out here. 
oh, that air sucks, or da 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 da. I tell people, I guarantee y'all, if y'all play one gear out here, y'all see, like, kids will pull up and go crazy. That's why I have mad respect for, um, you, you know, like the high desert scene, like, Reclaim and Sweet Soul and those guys. Mm-hmm. They, like, to be honest, like, it's still, like, San Bernardino County, Riverside County are definitely linked up. They're San Bernardino, I'm Riverside. They're in Hesperia, Victorville. It's definitely very far from me, like an hour and a half. I can get to LA before I can get over there, but their scene's amazing. Like, Extinction Burst and, like, Local Man Records, all those dudes, like, they have insane, crazy gigs. And it's technically IE. It is really far. But the gigs they have out there, I remember it was Gun, Wise, and, like, Frame of Mind doing the, the, the tour to Sound of Fury, or I think okay. after Sound of Fury. Mm-hmm. A gig fell through. I hit up Brad. He's in Reclaims in Sweet Soul. He's a he does local man records. I hit him up for a gig, and Hesperia in the high desert. On like a day's two days notice, no flyer sold it out. Like it was crazy. Like literally, like kids for days. Like young kids, which is always good to have like younger kids to cycle into into the scene. No weird old head energy. Just kids having fun, you know, and like. There's definitely a lot out here that, that doesn't get the recognition, unfortunately. But we're out here for sure, you know. Yeah, it's really strange because you got to think when Showcase was active, that was like the venue to go to. Oh, yeah. And that's like out there in the Inland Empire. And I, I remember I, I spent so much time. Uh, there was this venue um, in Rialto called the RMC, which was like this, this the weirdest venue in the middle of this neighborhood. It was like right next to some train tracks. I remember uh, this this guy, the, uh, his name was Randy. Uh, and he, he played in a band with his son called like death comes fast. And like, he used to book these crazy, sh- like he'd book these like shows, but he'd turn them into fest. He'd put on like 10, you know, 13 bands on, on these gigs and just like an all day thing. But, uh, I, I, I just used to go to so many shows in the IE. So it, it does surprise me, uh, you know, th- these days that it's not really you know popping off like it used to. Cause I, I, I you know, just like you said, like th- th- there's, uh, you know, kids will show out and, uh, you, you just gotta, you know, take the chance and play out there because like, i know uh, people probably will get weird like oh i don't want to play riverside whatever but dude there used to be the sickest shows down in the pharaoh's den right there um in, in riverside that sos used to book and yeah it, it, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just an, it's interesting that uh, you know people will, will take that stance i'm trying to bring it back for sure um like literally last night i was brainstorming like fast and like booking stuff because it really breaks my heart because I, I I was at a show and there was this kid who was like 14 and my band Shred Bundy had played. He was 14. Like, oh, you guys are amazing, man. And he, he had a bloody eye because he was moshing. He was a punk kid. And like Shred has like the fast parts, but then there's like the little beat downy parts, whatever. So like he got clocked pretty bad. He was bleeding, but he was taking pictures on Instagram. Like tonight was so cool. I was like, bro, I got 10 years on this kid. This kid's like a young kid. But it's like, they, this kids will be willing to show up and get actually like bloodied just to be like, yo, there's a show, you know? And like, we also, Fontana, not discrediting them, they have gigs. Like, we also, Fontana, um, definitely a lot of like Ska and Crust and DB and like Mince Core, Power Violence stuff out there for sure. It's just houses. You know, which is, I'm, I, I'll play a house till I die. It's just, 
some people are like I said too cool to do to do like the DIY thing. Mm-hmm. But IE is definitely on some DIY stuff now. But mark my words, once we get this like uh, a main venue, venue like it's a wrap. We're gonna start having people come back, and that's all I want. I just want to facilitate like a situation where kids in my area can just go have fun and not drive hella dummy far, have their moms take them hella far. They can go to a gig in freaking, you know, Ontario or something or like Corona or Elsinore, Hemet, whatever, you know, which Hemet too has an amazing scene. It's also slept on. Jeez, I played a show in Hemet at this place called The Wheelhouse. I don't know if you've ever been there. Oh my God. <laughs> Bro, it, it was so embarrassing because we, we, were, we were the first band to open and there was really no rules, right? It's just like, oh, hey, you guys are here. Cool. You play it this time. So we set up and played on the stage. Um, and it wasn't like the, the the most well attended show, and I think every other band that played after us kind of realized that. So nobody else played on stage. Everybody else just kind of set up on the floor. And I was like, wow, we, we probably seem like freaking idiots to have set up on stage. It, it was just so embarrassing, but it was fun because some of the bands that I, I got to play with it, I you know I love to this day. But it was just uh, just a really weird moment. But shout out to I don't remember who who was promoting it, but shout out to the random guy that I messaged into MySpace to ask if my local band at the time could get on. And he was down, so whatever. It, it was fun. Wow, the wheelhouse. I saw the wheel. I was at the wheelhouse. I don't even know how old I was. Like, like a young buck at the wheelhouse, and I saw you know Total Chaos. No, they're like the street punk, like the the charged up you know hair. Like okay. I saw Total Chaos there. Oh, I was. I don't know how old I was, but that was such a fun gig. I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I remember on that little roller rink, like mostly on the roller rink mm-hmm. like that was the wheelhouse i remember recently we visited the wheelhouse to see what was up because it was on bar rescue oh really so yeah so <laughs> i guess crazy. they got some revenue back from that but i never forget the wheelhouse was like the spot i don't even know if they still do gigs they might hopefully they do but that yeah. was a fun spot for sure yeah, it's definitely pretty interesting. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, like what with these days, like when I drive to to you know certain parts of L.A. or you know anywhere in Orange County, or even having to go down to San Diego for a show, um, it's just like yeah, the the IE just gets ignored, and it's just so weird because there's you know people in you know bigger bands that are are from there, and uh, just like I said, there's just such a rich history, and probably like you said, there's like tons of stuff going on right now, but it's just all more DIY, so that people are probably just missing because it's just on a smaller scale. Yeah, people are definitely like too cool sometimes, which kind of bums me out. But like I said, like I said, literally last night, I say even this morning, like three a.m., I was up here getting like bookers numbers and getting hold of like graphic design people i'm trying i was legit trying to do like uh, a booking like a full-on booking thing like not just like me dming people like a page a full-on team we have this something called inland hardcore which is a page on ig with some of my like really cool homies from the scene run it my homie jeff runs it too and my homie jeff my homie joe my homie joe has ie tatted on his body he has an eye on his ankle and another eye on his other ankle like those fools ride for it, and they're mm-hmm. definitely setting stuff up. We're just trying to get it to a point that it's all across SoCal, all across California. Slowly but surely. It's an uphill battle for sure, but we're definitely trying. Yeah, and you also got to think, too, like when bands go on tour, they drive through the IE because like they play you know, L.A., 
Orange County, and then uh, they, they could miss the IE if they go to San Diego, right? Depending on which route they take. But if they're coming in yeah. from like Arizona, Nevada, it's like there's a really good chance that you're driving through there, and there's so much like you know, like I said, like untapped potential that's going on right now. Just land for days. I remember on the Zulu tour, we were like driving forever, and, I, and we were like near Arizona. I looked at the homie. I was like, "Bro, we're still in the IE." And everyone's like laughing. I was like, no, bro, read the freaking thing. And it said, like, uh, Riverside County Post Legion. And they were like, what? Like, you've been driving for, like, seems like a whole day, and we're still in the IE. I was like, bro, San Bernardino County is the biggest county in the whole country. And you take San Bernardino County, add it to Riverside, the IE is so huge. Like, it's, like, it's stupid huge. That's why, I like, I consider my scene to be like an hour and a half away. Like, like that's how big freaking IE is. Like, it's so nuts. It's like, yeah, and I, a lot of crazy venues too. Because now I'm like going through the history of like all the different places that I've been to. There used to be this uh, this church that would do shows. Uh, the Nitty Gritty. I'm sure you heard of it. Yeah, the Nitty Gritty. Yeah. Yeah, they they had they had crazy and like I I know church or churches are known to like you know have like cool shows, but yeah, it was like this random church in Rancho Cucamonga that would just like have the craziest shows. I remember I saw like you know Ronnie Ounce play there. I seen Zabalba yeah. there, Seven Star, Sleeping Giant. It's crazy. Throwback stuff for real. Yeah. Oh, and uh, even Redlands, like yeah, yeah. I, I used to go to some crazy shows out there. Like there was this. Um, they used to have this old. Uh, uh, venue. It was like an older venue. It was this place called um, like Oasis Church, and it was like in a basement, which was like you know not common for me because like I, I grew up in the Palm Springs area, so f- to to go somewhere that had a basement that was just like pretty foreign to me. So the fact that the show was in a basement, and I'll never forget this. It was it was Sleeping Giant and Force of Change, uh, and that was like one of the greatest times because I, I just love that a band Force of Change, uh, old Orange County Straight Edge band. Damn, yeah. That's great. What was it called? Oasis Church? Yeah. That's one I don't actually know. That's that's sick. Damn. Yeah, see, like, IE is where it's at for sure. I rep it all day, all night, twice on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and anytime I ever talk to anybody about the IE, I always have to ask about uh, Bakers, because I, I think Bakers is amazing, but I, I'm just curious about your opinion. I was chilling with the homegirl literally, like, a few days ago. I looked down on her floor. She had bakers. And I was like, damn, you went to bakers. We started laughing. Because I was like, that's like legit the IE spot. Like, bakers mm-hmm. is so fire. Yeah. Like, bakers is where it's at. Like, I definitely talk to the homies. Like, every spot has, like, their, like, hometown area. But, like, hometown, like, food spot. But bakers is for sure, like, IE stable was fire. Yeah, because there's been times where, like, my buddy who I mentioned earlier, um, he moved up from San Diego. He had never heard of Bakers. I'm like, yo, hop in the car. We're going to Ontario. We're going to hit the Bakers right here. Uh, Yeah, and and he was, like, surprised. He's like, what the hell? I've never had this before. This is bomb. So It's fire, yeah. Definitely. I rock with it. Yeah, so for anybody out there listening who hasn't had a chance, go hit up your local Bakers. The place is super awesome. 909 staple hit Bakers for sure. (laughs) So. Okay, and you uh, mentioned your radio show earlier. Uh, I'm just curious about uh, you know how you decided to get into that. I took a class, um, in North County, San Diego. I took a class, and the t- my professor said I was because like, okay, I know he's not exactly like 
uh, a role model. And I know he's not necessarily like the beacon of PC life, but I grew up on Howard Stern. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My dad was like obsessed with Howard Stern. Probably shouldn't have been listening to Howard Stern as a kid, but I had an infatuation with radio as a kid. And I don't, I don't try to emulate Howard Stern on air because the FCC has shut me down quick. I don't got Howard Stern money or nothing like that. But I um, I thought it was cool how he had gags and all this nonsense. And he was really into like Van Halen and stuff. It was so cool to me. So I thought radio was cool. I did like a little piece on, on Howard Stern. Um, and like, again, like I said, not exactly the most PC flow on earth, but I they want I had to do like a paper on like a radio personality or whatever. And I thought it'd be cool to do it on him. My professor was like, Oh, you know, like you're you're pretty good, this whatever would you She recommended me to like a station manager out in, you know, that area. His name is Zeb Navarro. Mad love for Zeb Navarro. He's actually like doing stuff for the council now, I believe, out in that area. And I had a show where I would play like Jazz fusion, jazz fusion, like blues, funk stuff, R and B, like real niche stuff that I liked. Then I would throw in like the glam, you know. Like I was playing like bands like Tiger Tales and like I don't know, just like super niche, like underground glam. I was throwing in a lot of thrash and stuff. And for a mean, for the meantime, I had like a, a co-host. His name was Judah, the Good Savage. As my boy, shout out Judah. We he would do the real underground, like niche hip hop, like far side and stuff like that from the nineties. And I would do like the real niche, like glam or like thrash or whatever. And then once we parted ways and I, it was just my show, I was like, whatever. And I'm still compiling playlists. I want to go back and just the the, the the channel, the station itself was shut down for COVID. And I really don't have the time to be home and do like the the weekly show thing. So hopefully it gets back to it soon because it was some of the most fun. I got to interview some cool people. Met a lot of cool people out in that scene. That's another scene too. North County, San Diego. People don't even consider it San Diego. That's how like slept on it is. But like Vista, Esco, like Esco got like like the 760 region of like North County is popping with some crazy bands. Shout out to homie Marcus. Yeah, man. I, I definitely miss my radio show. Definitely fun. I I'm, There's talks of like maybe bringing it back in the fall. But then again, everything's up in the air right now. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, hopefully um, it, it can come back at some point because, yeah, it sounds like you, you really enjoyed it. And uh, you know, for, for me doing a show every week, this is something that I, I, I love to do. So I can only imagine you know, how you felt doing your own show. It was sick. Um, only issue I had, I would bring on rapper. I was mostly interviewing rappers. Like my show was so like, like I said, it, it wasn't for any targeted demographic. It was just what I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. So I played like it'd be like three jazz fusion songs, a Stevie Ray Vaughan song, and then like some glam song or like a Bale song or something. Then I, then I interview a rapper and it was just all over the place. And some people couldn't really rock with it, but I had people who would call in like mostly older people. I realized the demographic started to be, cause I would play a lot of these niche, like, you know, eighties or like seventies songs and people, Oh, play blah, 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 whatever. 
I would have rappers on, and I would, I would love chilling with them. They're always cool. But I would have freestyles, and they'd be freestyling live. And everybody knows, you know, oh, I got my B word with the da 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 da, you know, saying crazy stuff. And I was like, hey, bro, like we're on the air. It's yeah. FCC. Like, you know, and I would just keep hitting the sensor button. So I would have rappers on, but I would stop doing the freestyles. Cause I was like, bro, I'm not trying to get caught up. Cause I would press the sensor button so much. And yeah, I would have like some like punk fools on there too. And they'd be cussing up a storm and getting interviewed. So like, I have to kind of pull back the interviews and change my format. Cause sometimes fools is wild and out saying crazy stuff. I'm like, I'm glad I'm making y'all comfortable, but keep in mind, I'm this is live, you know? So we can't just be wild and out, <laughs> you know? But it was fun. I want to do it. I definitely want to do it again. It was really cool. And you, you mentioned uh, North County, uh, San Diego, and I, I'm curious because when, when I think about uh, you know, going back to Wise, uh, I, I look at Wise as like a San Diego band, even though I know uh, you guys are all spread out. And I, I'm not sure is anybody even still in San Diego? Because I know Nick had more like you know recently moved out, and like the only person that I thought maybe would still be down there is Donnie, but I'm not even sure if he's there anymore. Uh, Don's always been like Highland Park area, LA area. It was just pretty much like. Ben's Burbank, Alex will wet, will rep Whittier until the day he dies. He's the most Whittier head I know. Mm -hmm. Don, definitely Highland Park, LA area. And like everyone knows I'm 951 gang. Nick was um, San Diego until a few months ago. So it's now it's, I mean, we've always heard there was like, oh, wise OC. You're like, what? <laughs> That's why San Diego, <laughs> wise Whittier. Okay. You know, but we're definitely the SoCal. I would say LA. Because like, not everyone's in LA but me. Mm -hmm. But I would just say SoCal. I mean, if I had my way, I would say Wise, you know, IE. But yeah. that's not going to happen. But I would just say like SoCal now. But we're they're all in LA for the most part. Yeah. Okay. That that reminds me of uh, a, a band you played with the other night, Initiate. They, they kind of do the same thing. They don't really rep like one specific city. They just kind of cover all of Southern California. Yeah. Crystal, bro. Like, she, we're talking about like she's from Hemet. Like, like, you know, that, talks about that's crazy. Yeah, like, I don't want to air out her business, but like, I mean, she talks about it, you know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like I know a lot of people that are like from the area, but we always joke. It's like an inside joke. We always joke about like IE like jokes or whatever. Like I remember she was like, "Oh, shout out LA OC," and she said she said Riverside looked at me and we started laughing. It was just like a cool thing. But that's another band too, like eight oh five to LA. You know, like all over the place. Like that is definitely another like just SoCal band because like they drive from far and wide for a practice or like a show. You know, which is like really admirable and cool. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm I'm a huge fan of that band, and I hope uh, th they get to start to do more because obviously, like like I mentioned, you guys played together the other night. But I'm I'm hoping they're able to to do more, maybe put out another record or something because I'm just a huge fan of that band. Yeah, dude, we have camaraderie with them for sure. They're They've always just been really like genuine people, and that's very hard to come by nowadays. They're very genuine people. I respect the world of Initiate. Like great band, cool people, talented musicians, like really cool people. I rock with them. Hundred percent. Yeah. Like I, I've had like, Crystal's been on the podcast. Um, Alec has been on the podcast, and yeah, they, they've been nothing but great, great people to me. So yeah, uh, and, and it is nice when 
you get to meet these people in these bands and they're actually good people because sometimes you listen to these bands and you, you get to meet these people and find out that they're just trash and it's just like oh man this is this is something that i wish i didn't know because now i kind of look at the band different been there for sure i feel you yeah okay um and you, you uh, more recently were on tour with uh, Zulu, which is uh, this band that's gaining a lot of traction. Uh, yeah. I, and, I, you know, I, I heard some rumblings and I remember who it was. But back in the day, they're like, yeah, like, you know, Anaya's like starting the super band. And like, you know, you'd mentioned Trash Talk earlier. And I'm a huge fan of Trash Talk. I, I think that band has done no wrong. I, I know people like to get down on them for like their later stuff. But I, I still think they're an amazing like hardcore punk band. Uh, and Notice. like they could play like you know tomorrow and kids kids would show up like you know from all over yeah. but um when i heard that uh, i was like oh that that's insane and 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 this was just so random right i, I was at i was in la i was leaving this uh tiger's jaw mezinger show and i'm like w w with my buddy garrett and we're crossing paths with anaya he's, he's with some girls and i'm just like i was like i'm just gonna ask him to see what he says but i was like yo when's the first zulu show and, and he looks at me and he looks at my friend Garrett, my, my friend Garrett's white, which I, which is like, this is like the funniest thing. Um, he, he looks at me and Garrett and he's just like, oh, he's like, he's like, it's happening soon. And he points at me. He's like, you can come. And he points at my friend Garrett and he's like, but you can't come. And I was just dying. And I, I don't think he was serious. Right. But, <laughs> yeah, but it was, serious. but it was just the fucking funniest thing. And my, my buddy Garrett, he, he's a really good guy. And he, he, he just laughed because he thought it was funny too. Cause he, he, he kind of like, you know, knew the premise of the band. Right. Uh, yeah. just like you know uh and, and I, I was just dying and like we'll, we'll never forget that but then you know uh and, but at that point like it wasn't really public right like this zulu project but then right the word gets out and the music comes out and it's just like off to the races i just feel like you guys have just been on this crazy like trajectory since it started because there's just been like this crazy hype but i feel like you guys have lived up to it to this point yeah i'm it was supposed to be like a side thing and then we dropped the first tape like the first tape I rock with a lot because it's just like me and Naira writing stuff and it's just like real like PV grind type stuff. And the second EP was like more so just like on the metallic wave, but still definitely a lot of like blast beats and whatnot. People were rocking with it heavy, heavier than I thought people were going to rock with it. And this past tour was just kind of overwhelming. Like, we were doing like autographs and stuff. I was like, <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, that stuff's nuts. That's crazy. And people, I, I know the shirt, like the abolished shirt, whatever. That definitely like got people like emailing venues saying, hey, did you know you have a racist band playing here? They're saying they want to abolish white. You should not have to play. And like, we had this reputation on tour as like this like, Antifa terrorists, like black nationalists, like we're gonna scalp white people at every venue. Like everyone was thinking we're just like crazy terrorist threat because we had like a shirt with four words on it, like it's blue on the front, in the back, a boss white hardcore. Like it was a joke that Des made. Like yo, that'd be funny on a shirt, ha. -ha. I was like, that would be funny, ha, ha. And we made it and put it on a shirt, and people weren't crazy over it, which is cool. But it got like there's people in like bigger bands I don't, I don't want to mention the names like white dudes who were just like oh you guys or i'm gonna press you if you have this on da, 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 da. like what took me back because they're like guys from bands i used to like you know mm -hmm. and it's like, it, a lot of negativity came from that shirt which 
a lot of people show like their true colors you know like you know i mean if you're offended by that bro it's like is this really like i've always been saying is hardcore really as inclusive as everybody be saying like be honest like i yeah. doubt it like it's not no <laughs> definitely know? not uh when I, I saw that shirt, I, I thought it was brilliant because I, I feel like it, it you know, it fits your guys' agenda, right? But like, but at the same time, I, I feel like a lot of people missed the mark. Like when when I uh, when it said abolish white hardcore, I, I felt like it wasn't a blanket statement over just all white people, right? Because uh, not all white yes. people are bad. But I, I just feel like the people that were offended, I'm just like, wow, like either it just went over your head and you're not getting it or like yeah this is directed at you because you're the type of white person that we want to get rid of because you're bringing the hate and you're not like respecting everybody you know in our culture if that makes sense yeah like um i remember not fest had interviewed us we were on the road and we pull over we were like on the shoulder all in the van and the girl from not fest was like oh so about the shirt and i was like oh, man like here we go here we go but i still told her i was like how I see it, because I've been asked just like on the street, like how how I see it is like abolish the idea of hardcore being just white guys, like just, that's it, like mm-hmm. like just abolish the idea of hardcore just being for like, for white people or white guys, like 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 that, like that's it, like it wasn't like like I said, like no crazy stuff, you know, like no like no black nationalists like sniping white people like no crazy stuff like yeah we're not like it's not a militant group it's just we're just saying like i abolish the idea in your head that this is only a white a white man cis white man genre and like that's it so people got offended mostly cis white guys they feel like offended other ones that were just like on some weirdo stuff i'm like bro we don't have time for like all that but it was definitely one time i was actually kind of scared Cause I was like, God forbid, but it takes one like radicalized dude to go to one of our shows thinking that we're promoting white violence or whatever, or, you know, violence against white people. Yeah. There's one crazy guy and that scared me. That really scared me for like a little bit. I was like, yo, it was really scary, but I don't know, like God forbid, but we're not out here saying anything crazy. We're just speaking like, how we feel the scene should be the scene should be inclusive you know mm-hmm. but i i think what uh you, you um all of you are doing in zulu is really important because if you look at the entire scene i can't think of another band that just has all black members yeah it's it's cool it's like i said like i'm not in it for no type of cool cool guy cloud or any arterial motives am i in it for like Oh, look how money money we made! Like I'm literally in it for the representation. Like I even I I, I did a tour with Drain two years ago in like Baltimore, and a young black person came up to me and said, "Yo, representation matters," and hugged me. And I was like, "Yo, I'm filling in for a band." You know, I can't imagine like an all black band. And I I remember our, some of our first shows back, I was seeing like a pit full of just dread swinging, and I was like. Like I haven't seen multiple black kids at one show in a minute. And it was so cool. And like people will say what they want. People will always say what they want. Any type of negative stuff. I I don't care. Nothing none of the nonsense matters. This is really just for the representation of like, yo, this this is for black youth. This is for the older black kids, the older the people that are black adults now who were 
living an alternative lifestyle and couldn't find that niche. Like that's literally all I'm doing it for, you know, just representation. And, like it's so cool to see like 14, 15, 16 year old kids saying like, yo man, I like your band. Like, like that's crazy. I mean, I do, I do be feeling old, but it's like, it's still cool. You know, that like, this is happening. Like I said, I don't care what nobody got to say, talking out their neck, talking some type of BS. I know why I do it. I do it for the representation of, of black people. You know, like it's that that's what makes it worthwhile. Like legit, you know? Yeah. But yeah, but it still just blows my mind that there's just nobody else out there that because cause I don't think that idea is so crazy, right? To, to, to do what you guys are doing, but the fact that nobody else has done it and you guys are doing it right now. And I, I think doing it right. Cause yeah, like I feel like, like there's no gimmicks, right? You guys come in, you guys, and this is crazy, but you guys always bring this certain type of energy, right? Kids know like shit's about to go down, but it, it's, it's just short and sweet. Cause yeah. you guys just set's not that long. You guys, the songs like are short. Nine minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, like these next nine minutes is going to be like, like really fucking intense shit's about to go off and and then it's done it's, it's cool i i think it's really awesome with what you guys are doing and i'm you know happy that like the um, folks over there at flat spot recognize uh, your guys' talents and you know are putting out your guys's record and working with you guys it's cool man yeah I, I like i said i don't i'm not with the gimmicky stuff like that's not how i get down i just want like straightforward like yo for the black kids you can like it if you want to like it but this is for like black and brown people to just be like, yo, this is cool. You know? Yeah. I yeah, know it, it, it's really important. And for, for people who uh, you may not realize it, but yeah, I, I think what you guys are doing, like, like people will look, look back on it and be like, hell yeah. Like they, they did something, you know, really innovative. Uh, but like, like I said, like the idea, the idea doesn't sound like that crazy, but the fact that you guys are doing it and nobody else is, I, I think it's just really smart and powerful. Thank you. Thank you so much for real. So you guys went on that run with Scowl. I, 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 I love Scowl. I, I went to that the, the first night of your guys' run because I was yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. super stoked. Th that venue was nice. Just the sound sucked, if I'm being honest. Oh, bro. <laughs> Legit. Yo, like, that's been the whole convo. Everybody. Like, I remember Firestarter, they're, like, one of the best bands out now. Like, they're, Dude. like, young dudes. Mm-hmm. I remember I, I knew all the Firestarter songs. Like, I have two copies of their demo. Like, I know, like, all the songs. But he was like, <laughs> and I was like, what? And, like, and like Gustavo was the bro, like, the singer. I was like, bro, I can't hear a word you were saying. He was like, really? Like, bro, I could not hear. Like, I knew, like, the idea of the placements of the words because I knew mm -hmm. the songs. But, the like, and shout out to whoever owns that spot. But, like, I think it's so big and it's just so high up and why that the acoustics in that spot were just not it like it was the like instruments like uh, translated well but vocals did not like at all like i was kind of bummed out to be honest but yeah. firestar still killed it but like every band that played that night i had no idea what was being said like at all 100 percent. and shout out to firestarter i feel like I, I give them like so many free plugs because I think oh, that really? band is awesome. Yeah, like I, I, I'd seen their names on flyers or their name on flyers, but I, I never checked them out. But when I saw them that night, I was just like, dude, this fuck, the audio fucking sucks. But I honestly feel like this band has potential. So I remember I went home, listened to the to their recordings. I'm like, dude, this is 
this is good, right? That that that's yeah, like yo, this, that that venue just didn't do them any justice. So I've just been telling everybody that I can. I'm like, yo, there's this newer Los Angeles strategy band called Firestarter. Like, I feel like if, if those kids continue doing what they're doing, they could be like the next thing because like what they have right now, I think is awesome. I remember someone was hyping the demo up to me before it came out. And I was like, okay, for sure, you know, because everyone hypes up every demo. Or I listened yeah. to it. I was like, because I. Like I'm not denouncing them. I'm not. I'm not like being condescending towards them, saying they couldn't write something good. I knew they could. I just didn't know. Like I knew it was gonna be sick. I just didn't know it was gonna be that good. Mm-hmm. And I really feel as if yeah, for like they're definitely like the new like straight edge. Like yo, like this is it. I love the new straight edge band. And I think that band's so fire. And like we're like they're homies of mine too. I'm not even just saying it because they're homies, but. That's one band that I'm actually like really stoked on because for a while there weren't any new bands that were like playing. It was like members of blah blah blah, mm-hmm. you know, like no diss to the you know the, the members of bands, but for all the pandemic, all I saw was like members of blah blah blah, and like, there's all these super groups popping up, but like there was no like new bands, you know, at least to my knowledge, in within like the immediate scene. They were just like, yo, this is our first band or our second band, you know, just like a new, fresh, young band is fire. And no pun intended fire, but yeah, yeah, that's our goals for sure. Seriously. And, and for anybody who's uh, listening and hasn't had a chance yet, seriously, check out that band. They're out there working hard. I'm seeing them playing random warehouses out here in Santa Ana, playing house shows in L.A. Like they're they're trying to stay busy. And, and I'm uh, definitely looking forward to seeing what they do in the future. And uh, here's spoiler alert. The singer's coming on in a couple of weeks uh, because I, I talk about them so oh. much. So, hell yeah. yeah. I've seen it for so that's, that's the homie, man. That's sick. So, um, from your perspective, uh, how was that run with Scowl? Because y- you guys played some pretty cool places. I I, I was following along on uh, social media because I'm friends with uh, Zach Manns, who who played in the Head to Wall band. You know Zach, yeah. So it, it was just cool to see uh, you know you guys kind of traveling and doing because because at that point not too many bands have been like touring since shows have opened back up. So for you guys to get out there and hit the road, I I, I thought it was awesome. Uh, Zach, it was I think of Zach, bro. He he like took a picture of all the Zulu shirts, and he put abolish Zach Mans on the back. <laughs> and ever since, bro, I just can't get that out of my head. Like that fool is so funny. We were chilling. He, he's he's cool, man. Um, but yeah, uh, head to wall was a pleasant surprise on that tour because mm-hmm. we were scrambling to find somebody else. Cause, like sweet to wall, uh, sweet sweet to wall, sweet soul dropped, and it was initially sweet soul and scowl. Zulu got added. So we were the odd one, the odd ones out at first. Then you know we had to see, okay, who can we fill in for Sweet Soul? But Hetzel already had it figured out, and Hetzel like some of those guys are you know in the high desert too. So I knew I knew them, and it was just like see, you know chilling with some homies too. That tour was surreal. Like, um, unfortunately, we didn't make at the Arizona date because our van like almost flipped off the freaking road oh wow um so we had to miss arizona but that tour the reaction like we were in albuquerque the bro had the mic out we were running up singing the lyrics like i was like bruh like it was crazy i was like because new mexico i always praise albuquerque new mexico for the scene because it's one of those rural areas you know Mm -hmm. 
uh, people are like don't have much to do. So once the shows hit, they go crazy. And fools are throwing trash cans at that show. Like that, that, that I felt I was like I was in the IE again. I, I threw a trash can. I was like, yo, let's go. I felt like you know, like those rural areas all get down the same. It is really fun, but violent, but like no malice, no no malicious intent. Just is my stupid heart and yeah. I, you know have have fun. But that tour, unreal, like unreal like that was like definitely a wild experience then we had an off day then we had the mind force gig and chain reaction unreal then when we we went from sacramento to off day in long beach the the show there was chilling long beach oc like a friday and then oakland on a saturday so we went from like sacramento to oc to oakland and it was just like it was like the drive was like I feel like it was never gonna end, but yeah, that tour was super fun. Like the homegirl Chrissy came, took pictures for us. She took film and digital pics. We I, we got the film back literally yesterday. Seeing the memories, I'm like, yo, this is definitely one for the books. And like, definitely built a camaraderie with Scowl, and we got some more stuff with Scowl lined up too. No, oh. uh, in the future. Which is gonna be sick. I mean, one thing that's announced already is this thing called Promcore in in Oklahoma next month. I was gonna um, ask, like, yeah, will you? That's, that's lined up. <laughs> I see. In my mind, I'm like, they could just hop right back into it, continue this tour to to Promcore, Scowl Zulu again, because you guys, you guys are both headlining this fest, right? That blew my mind. I think we're Saturday and they're Sunday, or one's Friday, one's Saturday, but. We're doing one night, they're doing the other night. And we have a nine minute set, so I'm like, <laughs> we got we gotta maybe do eleven minutes or twelve minutes or something, you know, because we're headlining. But the headline in a spot that we've never played is insane. I'm stoked for karma. There's a lot of cool bands on there for sure. Uh I believe Discourage is on there. This band FOM is on there. Really cool bands. I'm I'm stoked for sure. That's gonna be fun. But yeah, it's cool to continue chilling with scout because like they're all cool they're all like really really cool uh one of the members is freaking dating one of my homegirls from like 10 years ago like from the ie mm-hmm. they met up in the bay so it's like full circle like it's it's all cool i, I love nothing but love for scout yeah all cool people genuine people too 100 percent. i and I, I always like to give uh malachi props because that guy uh, that guy just goes above and beyond like and, and this yeah, for, seriously, and, and and even like at a time when him and I weren't even like knowing each other like all that well, right? I'm I'm hitting his line and he's picking up my phone calls. He he's like literally going out of his way to try to help me out when he didn't even have to. So it's just like I'll always praise that guy, and 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 also like I've never heard a bad thing about him, right? Anybody that I've ever talked to when he comes up, it's it's always the same thing. Like such a good guy. So it's like people like that, people who actually care. And like, you know, actually, you know, cherish like these friendships that like we're building like across the scene. It's just like, yeah. So I, I always love to uh, give him his props because he, he he does a lot for the scene up there and even to, to just help out his friends from all over. So shout out to Malachi. He holds it down, man, for sure. Like for sure holds it down. 100%. Um, is there any weird pressure that you guys are, you know, uh, top billing at this fest that you guys have never been to? And, you know, you guys have, you know, uh, like this nine minutes. Like, will you guys just maybe just play everything th- that you have? Or We're thinking about it. The only thing that blows my mind is that we're playing in Tulsa 
literally a hundred years after the, the Tulsa massacre. And it's crazy to me that it's like, like 1921, the Tulsa massacre, hundred years later, a black band is playing in Tulsa and headlining. Like I was, that, that, that's the only thing that's like, that's crazy to me. Like, like, like that blows my mind. I I'm confident in the fact that people do want to see us. Like just being realistic. I feel like people do want to see us. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just like, I'm blown away like that we were like they were regarded it's, it's supposed to be a side project initially so like find they were regarded in that light to like hey come over to oklahoma fly you out and play last like that's like crazy like that's really cool like i'm i'm looking forward to chilling that weekend i'm looking forward um zulu buggin and move are doing mm-hmm. a three-day east coast i just want like the sets are so short that I'm like, all right, I'm done. Let's chill. Like that's literally what it is. Like, like we're playing with Soul Glow, who's like goaded, like goaded band. I'm just looking forward to just chilling, like having fun, playing shows and chilling. Like, that's that's the move. I mean, like, what else is there to it? You know, like any arterial motive besides having a message, chilling, playing shows. Like, anything else is like weird to me. You know, like that's just like turning up before during and after the set like like that's like that's all it is you know like it's yeah. it's sick yeah and a uh, huge respect to promcore for uh, putting bands like you know scowl zulu at top billing because they could easily just follow the traditional model like okay let's try to get like you know whoever's most popping in hardcore or let's try to bring back a legacy band to to, to have like more of a draw but it's like no, like we're gonna focus on these like more um, modern bands that are doing it right now and uh, are you know making waves in their own right. So it, it, it's really awesome and, and cool that they're willing to to take that chance and do that and put you guys in that spot. Palmcore is a very ambitious fest, and I give them props because there are a lot of up and coming bands on there, like a lot of up and coming bands, and I'm like, that's really sick. Like you said, like there's no like you know hey like here's blah 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 they broke up 10 years ago you know or here's like members of blah 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 it's like nah like, here's just a bunch of new fools you know mm-hmm. and that's really really cool and i'm not dissing whoever does that but it's just like that's definitely a tried and true method and it works but pompor is like nah we're gonna do something totally different I have a bunch of new bands bunch of new bands and like that's cool. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm just trying to chill. Like that's gonna be fun, like for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm definitely curious to see how it plays out because uh, there's a band from here in Orange County, Take It to Heart. They're on the pre-show. So literally, um, there's a spot in LA called Tromaville. Always got sick gigs, but I was just over there. It was it was like maybe last Sunday, I want to say like last Sunday. It was like Take It to Heart. It's been Hell Dweller, which is fire, uh, Firestarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been In Time, um, Lucens, which is like a crazy band. And um, I caught this set, and it's like my second or third time seeing them. And me and Jay, the singer, were chopping it up because I, I asked if I could put my tote bag behind his, um, behind their, uh, their merch table. So we're chopping it up, and he was like, "Yeah, we're on the the, the Palm Court pre-show." I was like, "Really?" I was like, "All right, well, I guess we're chilling in Oklahoma that that weekend. Like, that's mm-hmm. gonna be cool." But that's cool that there's like bands from all over the place that are up and coming. I, I think this band, like Living in Fear from Atlanta, oh, 
I feel like that band should be way bigger. <laughs> they're they just dropped a fire split. Freaking in game. Yeah. Yeah, like they're on there. I was like, okay, like I was like, all right, like I know I'm gonna show out for their set. There's a few sets I'm like, yo, I'm gonna show out. I'm mean, like, I'm just stoked to just see all these new bands. Like, mm-hmm. I just love going to shows. I know, I know, so so many people are too cool to engage with a new band if there's like not enough appropriate hype behind them or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And that honestly breaks my heart because I'm like. How does anyone get anywhere? You know, like I just want to go to a show and just check out bands. Like if if the band sucks, it's not because the band sucks overall. Sonically, they sound good. It's just not my cup of tea. I always tell people that. I'm like, yeah, you know, everyone flames bands in their little group chats, whatever. But some people are so malicious in real life as so many people like thrive off this negative energy of flaming bands all this band this sucks i'm like bro like for one your band probably sucks <laughs> no but like you know but it's like in all in all seriousness it's like i just like checking out bands like there's hella bands i've never heard of off bumper i'm gonna be honest and i'm gonna be right there checking them out because i'm like yo like we're all here doing the same thing we're all here just trying to turn up and have fun and make music like i don't get this like boys club mentality that everyone has to be so cool and i just they really that's one thing that bums me out is that a lot of people are really like too cool for their own good and they can't just like come down a notch and just have fun like oh that band sucks i'm not gonna mosh like bro if this is a band never heard of and they have a cool two-step part i'm gonna i'm gonna mosh like because it sounds cool like i'm at a show to have fun you know, people mm-hmm. be at shows to be in the back, like and just with their arms crossed, you know, or like they're at shows in the merch line because there's a hype band that has merch they want. I'm like, bro, watch the bands. Like, if y'all pay like 50 bucks for a fest, watch the bands. Like, this is crazy to me. And I get to be at all these, I get to see so many shows for free because I'm playing a show, like playing say, two shows every weekend, it seems. So it's like, I get to see, so I'm so blessed. And so, like, honestly, privileged to be able to see so many fire bands for free. Like, I'm, I like take advantage of it. I'm like, yeah, I get to see all these cool bands. I want to get there first, leave last, see all the cool bands, and just have fun. Like, get some merch. Like, it just, it's just, I'm just living the dream. And some people just take it for granted. Like, they don't see what they have in front of them. You know, they, they it just bums me out. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to like everything we got lined up in every band. You know, just to chill. Hundred percent. I, I, I've been clowned for wanting to go see a band that people haven't heard of, you know. And it's just like, dude, these like bands have to start somewhere, right? Not everybody's gonna start, you know, uh, headlining shows and you know being the the coolest band in the room. It's just like, like everybody starts somewhere, and it, like it, it, it's weird to me that like people have to wait until it's cool to like a band to to start supporting them. It's just like, dude, like this is like so backwards to me it's just like like how can you uh base like your taste off of like other people's opinions it's it's just so weird to me it's just like like what you like go go see who you want to see if it's cool or not just like if, if you enjoy it, i feel like that's like the most important thing and that, that's like what should matter first right bro i saw dream in a garage in lake elsmer like that garage that you went to mm-hmm. that's where i saw dream for the first time it was my 2015 or 16 
And I, I had known Sammy already just from like, we, we met on like a thrasher forum online. Just like a metalhead forum, me and Sammy, like 2, 20, 11, 12, 13, something like that. So I was like, oh, I'll, I'll go see Sammy's band. Oh, this band's fire. And people were so sleep off drain. And now it's like the biggest band ever now, but it just goes to show it's like that band's been fire, you know, like they've been sick. Like some of these bands have been sick. Y'all were just like not hyping it, you know, and it's kind of crazy. But yeah, like I said, like besides like the industry plant type bands, like every band was local at first, mm-hmm. like straight up every like I ask people, like, you give me exceptions. Like every band was local at first, like every band i would see like hella footage even like bro like afi was in corona right like at, at the showcase mm-hmm. like afi system of a down played the showcase i believe and then they played in corona like dude like, yeah like a, a big local band from orange county is that no doubt and then you look at how big that band is it's crazy like a lot like and like everyone oh you're playing diy backyard nas tanks I'm like, bruh, no doubt, Sublime, all these bands were playing keggers and parties. Van Halen would throw keggers in Pasadena, throw parties, like playing co- like cover sets and bars, you know, like everyone knows, like, that's obviously my freaking favorite band on earth. So I've seen the praises of Van Halen, but Van Halen, in my opinion, the greatest band ever. And like, legit, yeah, we're just playing keggers and like playing like little high school dances and stuff. Like every band starts out somewhere. Like, I don't know. It's, it's a weird mentality people have. I don't think it ever stopped either, unfortunately, you know? Yeah, no, trust me. I, I, I've seen it far too often, uh, and it just blows my mind. I'm just like, dude, these guys and these girls, whatever, and, and these bands from your local scene are some of your friends, but you still refuse to come out and support because it's not cool yet. And it's like, I'm like, that's so fucking fake to me. Because like, even like I, I saw Take It to Heart the other night, right? Um and there was like the the crowd at the Take It to Heart show versus the crowd at the the Terror show at, at Chain a couple nights before. I'm I'm just like, where are all the people who claim to be friends with these dudes? They're, they're nowhere to, to to be found. And I'm just like, this is fucking whack. But I was like, whatever. Like the the, the few people that knew that, that that showed up, I'm just like, all right, cool. At least I'm not the only one who actually cares enough and can like kind of tell that that band has potential and is writing good music right now everybody's just kind of slow to, to hop on this train, but whatever, like uh, it, it's fine. But cause, cause I've seen it so many times. I, it's just a matter of time. Yeah. My thing I said, told them, I was like, bro, I do not like melodic hardcore at all. Like, that's not my thing. But I was like, y'all are good, solid, crazy musicians. That drummer, I don't know the drummer's name. Yeah, Pat. The drummer is actually stupid, crazy on drums. Like, yeah. like some, like he's like a tech death drummer. I was like, bro, like, you're doing too much. You're crazy. He's a crazy drummer. Like, Jay's a good front man. Like, he engages with the crowd. I was like, bruh, like, they got all the all the the um the the tools, you know, like sick. Like, you know, like like I said, like, if like some some bands people are just, you know, weird about, but take the hype to take it to heart, they got some some hype. I'm stoked for them. I'm legit, I'm stoked for any band that is that doesn't have malicious intent. Uh, any band that is just no alternative motives, no like, oh, we're gonna be the next talent. Like y'all just come out, play shows, have fun. I'm I'm stoked for you because that's like that's what it's about. Like to be honest, I'm not even trying to get corny. Just like I will 
straight up support like whoever I think is cool as like as people. Yeah. And like that's I don't know, like that's definitely made people laugh at me a lot. I've definitely been made fun of a whole lot because, you know, I'd be posting like I'm at like some backyard gig. There's little kids moshing around with mohawks and a shirt, a little spiked vest. Everyone's like, ha, LMAO, what is this? Ha, But, you know, there'd be the same people to go to a backyard show if it's like some big, you know, it's some big bands playing. Backyard moshing is cool, but it's funny if it's in the IE with some, you know, like, yeah. It is a lot of double standards, a lot of weird stuff. Like, I said, I'm just here to encourage people have fun. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely guilty of flaming people. I flame I flame bands and group chats with homies, but it's like it's it's not malicious. It's like after a while it's like, okay, reel it in, ha ha ha, like yuck it up, you know, we had our fun, whatever. Mm-hmm. But some people walk around with this mentality where they just will like live hit the group chat as they're watching a band. Oh, this band like ah, it's like because I've been on it, like like I've been I'm from a side a lot of people don't really get, like, coming from, like, bro, I'm I'm a black thrasher dude from the Inland Empire. Like, how much more setback can I be going to shows in LA and OC, San Diego? Like, I didn't have this jump start, like, that I, I, I started off, like, the DIY in the IE. Like, I've definitely come a long way from, like, the trenches. And I've definitely seen both sides of the clicks, both sides of, you know, oh, what are you doing here? To hey, big brass, what's up, King? What's up? And it'd be the same people. There's people I met in 2016, acting all weird with me. 2019, hey, the King, hey, what's up, Brax? I'm like, bro, like, y'all were so, y'all switched up, you know, like, it's just so weird to me to see like, the, the dynamics of how the scene is. Like, I love it to death. I love the opportunities I've, I've made. I love the people I've met. But some people need to get weeded out or just switch up and actually stop being on some weird stuff because a lot of people so negative, dude. Like it sucks. It's scary. Scary. Uh, no, I, I I know exactly what you mean. Uh, I and I, I I tell people when I uh, do this podcast, I uh, you know I, I've gone pretty deep, right? And having to talk to so many people, like a lot more people than people probably imagine, but. Uh, not everyone is as nice as I thought they would be. So it's just like, and, and, and people, and, and it's funny too, because people will like reach out to me like, oh, like, why don't you have so-and-so on? And it's just like, and like, I obviously don't tell them why, but then it's just like, in my mind, I laugh because it's just like, oh, like, I wish I could tell you about the interaction that I had with that person. Um, and there's a reason why I, they haven't been on the podcast. Um, but it's just like, honestly, like, I don't want to cloud anybody else's judgment about other people based yeah, off of my, yeah. you know, my uh, situations, my interactions. So I, I just always like to keep, keep that stuff to myself. Cause it's just, it's probably just better for me to know. Cause I don't want them to have the same pain that I do knowing that some of these people that I used to look up to fucking suck. Yeah. That's one thing. Like people need to like, if you have a bad encounter with somebody, don't necessarily say it to the point that it clouds, like I said, clouds other people's judgment. Because that's, I think that's just on some other stuff. Like, some people, and maybe some people had a bad day. Maybe somebody was like, you know, like, because me, I'd be, I'd be doing things off like two or three hours of sleep, mm-hmm. you know? I I don't want to walk in like, 
with my coffee like what's up can we can we move this along guys you know like i don't want to be like diva guy but sometimes i'm like bruh i can't even like i can't even function like literally last night i was i, I like i was so out of it i like fell face first against my wall and i'm straight edge like i don't even be sipping or drinking nothing or smoking nothing i was just exhausted so there's times where people are exhausted but i'm like yo y'all get need to be mindful of the impact you have on other people and some people don't get that like like if i you know it's crazy like the, the idea of being perceived outside of your your mind or whatever i don't mm -hmm. want to sound like some third eye you know <laughs> you know like for sure tapestry on the wall guy or whatever but like it's like you gotta be aware like yo sometimes people will have a huge you make a huge impact on people and i started to put that into perspective playing these shows people saying hey you're in shred bundy right like i was at the merch table next to the dead heat and here is wise wrist dead heat and i walked up to him was like yo tomorrow is gonna be crazy and the next day was a shred bundy show in like in in skid row and i was like y'all are coming up to me at a dead heat show saying yo but shred bundy tomorrow like that made me realize, like, yo, people care about what you're doing. Like, you have an impact on people. You have people perceive you outside of, you know, some chords you're playing and some, like, some solos you're playing. Like, people perceive you and think of you and hold you in a high regard in some cases. So I'm just like, be mindful of, like, how you treat people, you know? Because, like I said, there's some people that would cool guy the hell out of me and now will be like my brother <laughs> like, like, all right bro like that's adoptive brother that's like, comedy brothers. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but, yeah. but that's how it is right people people want to be friends with people who they think are cool to other people right yeah because you, you know the, probably because of why zulu uh, having like you know all this notoriety now people are like oh shit i, I it, it's cool to be this guy's friend now and people are gonna think that i'm cool because i'm friends with this guy who's playing in these bands which i'm just like that's so fucking weird to me i that, i've never had that mindset it's like i, I want to be friends with people who are actually real and down-to-earth people like i don't care like if you play in the band or not it's like I, I care about you as a human being first right it's crazy to me so okay so it's like I have to prove like I have to prove myself so much because people don't take me seriously. Like people, my, my credibility is always brought into question. One because I'm black, and it's like you look at me ten years ago as a kid. I'm up here in the green room with Stephen Piercy at the at the freaking Whiskey a Go Go. I got pictures of Neil Turbin from Anthrax like as like a kid ten years ago. And you look at some of these other guys ten years ago, and it's like they got like. The, the toms with no shoe, with no socks and like the skinny jeans and the the snake bites and that's cool that's if people's thing yeah but sometimes people will get into metal and punk and thrash in their mid twenties and because they're white or white passing they will get the credibility when I still have the scratch and claw for when I've been on this my whole life you know that some people won't take me seriously will say I'm like an e boy or a poser or whatever. But like I said, some fools would just be getting into this and all of a sudden grow their hair out. And they're like, yeah, man, I'm a I'm a thrasher guy. I'm like, bruh, like I was in like ninth grade playing like pizza 
freaking response with like a thrash band like you know and i don't want i don't want to like gatekeep anything but it's like so many people are so judgmental for like certain reasons and then the next level of that i feel like i have to go through is they're judgmental because they really don't take the fact that this black kid is not just all of a sudden saying he's a thrasher dude or whatever. I was like, bro, I grew up on this. Like, I grew up on the punk. I grew up on the thrash. I grew up on the freaking, the glam and the the whoop-de-whoop. And, like, so many people are just so, they were, like, so judgmental on me. They were like, oh, what are you doing here? Are you here for, like, the band? I'm like, yes. Like, why, like, what do you think I'm here for? Like, I, I'm like a janitor about to clean up. Thing. Like, no, I'm here to like watch the band. You know, I'll be booking shows, and it's like, oh, what are you doing here? Are you like the door guy? I'm like, I'm the door guy, and I book the show, and my band's playing in 30 minutes. Like, what are you doing here? You know, and still to this day, going back to what we were saying about like hardcore being inclusive, it's not because some of these people will have so many microaggressions and not even know it. Like, like being like, oh, you're in the band? Like, that's even as, as innocent as a question of this, it's a microaggression because why wouldn't I be in the, you know, like, why, why is it surprising, you know? Yeah. Like, if I had, you know, long hair white boy with the same fit, the same dummy tight jeans and boots and a Slayer crop top and danglies and a leather jacket, if I was a white boy with some long hair, you know, you wouldn't be surprised. And like, microaggression oh you're in the band oh oh good for you like why is it good for me like you know like oh because i'm so different and so adventurous i'm so alternative is that why it's good for me you know like it's just people are weird like in all aspects and it's actually concerning like it's actually kind of crazy like if people will say like oh hardcore is so inclusive i'm like bruh it's not like people will like call female fronted a genre like that's not a genre like that that's weird to me like that's not a genre like Mm -hmm. if y'all were inclusive that wouldn't like be a genre like people are just so weird but sometimes people don't get it and it's not just the cool guy behavior it's not just all that a lot of microaggressions to like what's to like minority groups within hardcore there's a lot of weird treatment. It's crazy, man. I can go on and on about this stuff. It's just like there's a lot of weird fools that need to just like reevaluate how they treat people. This stuff's crazy, man. This stuff's actually crazy. Yeah, but whenever I see you in in a room, I get happy because when when, when I look at you, I, I can tell. I, I I can tell that you're yourself, right? Like you don't care, right? You, you, you wear what you want to wear. You, you, you're just yourself. And w- when I look at you, I'm just like, okay, th- that dude is comfortable in his own skin and he doesn't care what other people think of him because he's comfortable with himself. And to me, th- that's just like super awesome. Cause it's so hard for a lot of people to just be themselves. They, they always want to project they want to try to people please. They want to just try to fit in, but it's just like, if you were yourself, people would probably like you a lot more, right? Instead of trying to like, you know, just lie to fit in or uh, just like pretend to like stuff. But it's just like, God, it's just so frustrating. And it also makes me really sad because I, I I know so many people who uh, who aren't comfortable in their own skin. And I'm just like, dude, that's just so weird. Like, how can you go to bed at night and not just being happy with who you are? 
right? And just liking what you like and not having to do stuff to try to fit in or to try to become popular to climb this weird invisible social ladder that uh, gets you nowhere. So like when I, when I see someone like you, cause like y- the way you, you dress, I, I feel like you stand out um, in these rooms. And, and to me, it's, it's awesome to, to, to see. And like I said, it truly does make me happy because it's you being yourself. Thank you, man. Yeah. Like, thank you, bro. Honestly, like that means the, the world. And I, I don't want to flame nobody, but a lot of the niggas got the same haircuts, the same tats. I'm just like, if, if you're doing that for you, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing this to like, fit into some like thing it's, it's just it's it's weird you know i'm just like do what you want to do do what you gotta do is this like i said like i have i've had like a lot of setbacks like being from the ie being you know like a black dude from the ie being you know just like all these like setbacks within a scene that is not necessarily geeked on, uh, you know, black IE thrasher kids or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. so it's, I don't know. It's just, there's, there's a lot that people don't really see because it doesn't affect them. You know, uh, there's definitely a lot of weird microaggressions. Like I was saying a lot of like, I'm fetishized a lot than more than I would like to be. And I would say that to people and they'd be like, Oh, I wish there's someone fetishized me. Cause I'm gonna draw. I'm like, no, bro, you don't get it. Like, it's not, it's not cool. Like, it, it feels weird, mm-hmm. you know. Like, it feels so weird when, you know, like there'd be a girl that only will date white guys, but she wants to use you as her weird little like fetish to get out of her system to brag in her group chat. I said with a black guy. Oh, it was a guy from Zulu. It was a guy from Wise. Like, you know, the one with the tight jeans and the crop tops. <laughs> and then go back to just dating some random white dude. You know, just like. It's like there's so much weird activity that goes on behind the scenes that people don't get or they see it and they like don't see it as a big deal because it doesn't affect them. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of weirdo activity, man. I don't get it. I get it, but I just don't get it. You know, that's why you got to keep your circle small, right? You know, yeah. And don't don't let those weirdos in because I know people will try to. Um, infiltrate your social circles and want to get close to you guys just because you're playing in these certain bands. So, uh, you know, stick, stick to your, uh, to, to your homies that have always been there that, that treat you right. That, that treats you normal. Right. Day ones. I mean, I, I've let in a lot of new friends, but for the most part, I try to stick with like people that I know I could trust. I definitely went out of my comfort zone and I entertained people who were, only f- my friends due to my proximity to certain bands mm-hmm. came back to bite me for sure <laughs> for sure came back to bite me because i knew from the jump that they weren't we weren't really like homies we were just around each other so much but once it came down to it a lot of those fools don't have my back so just like and some people will come into a scene and want to befriend everybody because you know and that's how i was i learned my lesson the hardest way i was like Nah, not every fool walking up is trying to be your homie for real reasons. They just want their ally points. Oh, I, I have a black friend. Or they want to just be around you because you're in, like, like you said, in a cool band or whatever. A lot of weird stuff, man. And I don't think I love the scene. I love the opportunities it brought me and, like, the, the cool people I met. Like, 
I met some amazing people from this scene. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And there's a beautiful memories. But some people need to keep in mind what people go through. You know, like what like what the femmes go through, what like the queer people go through, what the black and brown people go through, what the you know, Asian Pacific Islander people go through. Like it's not, you know, there's a lot of weird stuff like and when i mention racism people think it's like a cross on my lawn burning when i wake up like no it's like if you're freaking racism is your little microaggressions you know like it's it's not just a group of clansmen at the park like it's not just that like Mm. it's like it's it's the small things that people do every day that they don't know is is sus you know it's it's stuff like that it's like you having a weird fetish, you know, it's, it's the, the, the weird comments you make, you know, to me or about me, like when you could just chill and, you know, say, I like your hair instead of saying, or I like, you know, it's being weird, you know, it's like these weird microaggressions, like people don't really get how sus they really are. And they'll be on the internet all day, which is crazy. They'll be on the internet all day and not take the time to realize okay, maybe I shouldn't say stuff like this or do stuff like that. Nuts, man. It's crazy. It's just like so normal to them that and they've probably never been called out on it. And it's just like like normal to them. So it's just like, yeah, like they don't realize what they're doing, what kind of effect they're having. Yeah, it's it's nuts. And it's not my job to really educate people. So that's why I just kind of like chill, you know, like I'm not. I'm not Professor Brax. Like, I don't have to sit, have a seminar every five seconds to teach these fools. They'll be sus, but it's not even my job or anybody's job, really. Like, if you are around different groups of people, you just educate yourself on how to talk to other people, you know? 100%. Not a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. It's just like the, like, it's, it's always tough when it comes to like the, the fight against racism because it's just like the, the people who are already in that mindset, it's just like to, to try to change them, it's just almost impossible. And it's just like, yeah, like I, I have enough shit to deal with throughout the day. So to try to, you know, give time to try to change like these racist people's mind, it's just like, fuck, like don't have time for that because it's just so hard. Because because for me, like it, it doesn't even make sense in my brain, right? Um, and I don't know if it's because I'm, I'm you know, Asian um or, or what but it's just like when i look at people like I, i've never judged anybody by the color of their skin or the you know race of human that they are it's just like yeah like i just kind of look at everybody the same you know i've all different types of friends but it's like I, i've never you know hated one particular race of people so it's just yeah it's, it's always been confusing to me because i've never understood it you know that's nuts man it's just like i i definitely hear a lot um and i have like friends of all walks of life who would tell me I have like hella hella queer friends like hella people that are telling me what they go through and then there's people who just have circles of just like the same type of people who don't go through really anything mm-hmm. you know and they don't they don't hear the other perspective I remember I told somebody, I told somebody a story about like something that happened to me that wasn't even that big of a deal and they're like oh my god dude you okay I was like Oh, that's nothing. You should hear about what happened, you know, here the other day. You should hear about what happened like last week or, you know, like I'd be telling people the, the most minimal stories about stuff that happened to me. And they're like, 
oh my god, you poor thing. And I'm like, nah, you should really hear what like you should hear what my freaking dad went through, or you know, you should hear what like even like the 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 crazy stuff. Because I I think some things are crazier than other things. Mm-hmm. It's a little middle school thing that happened to me, leaving the bathroom or going to the the merch table, and they'd be freaked out over it. My brother, there's a lot of crazy stuff that's happening that y'all would have no idea about. So I try to tell people. But I don't want to get on a high horse. I don't want to get preachy. I don't want to get condescending. I don't want to let people know, like, there's some real stuff going on. Like, some real stuff going on. Not just, you know, what y'all see. Like, there's a whole lot. There's a whole other realm. You know, there's crazy stuff happening. And are you speaking just in general or in, in hardcore? In, well, in general, yeah, but in, in hardcore. Like, like there's just there's just a lot going on. You know, like a lot of real stuff going on that sometimes I feel like people in hardcore don't like pertaining to what's going on around the world or like just in, in the, pe- the, own, the people's own city. People in hardcore will make a bigger deal of certain things when there are real things that are going on. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like, I don't care about mosh beef or whatever, you know, like yeah. I got real stuff to, go, to worry about, like, you know, like, and even living in Lake Elsinore, like I walk outside and see some Blue Lives Matter stuff or like, like I, I've come across where, where Dad's Den is, mm-hmm. like, like a 10 minute walk from there, I came across an actual like Tegrawood neo-Nazi like biker gang, like right down the street from that house so it's like i'm i'm always constantly around like something potentially in my life you know like my mortality is always in my face so when i'm at these shows and people are like well i don't like him because he did this and i was like bro i don't care like there's like real stuff going on that sucks you got moshed into bro i'm sorry like ice it and you know like I, there's stuff that i just don't care about because like there's real stuff that some people just don't will never really be previewed to, you know. Yeah, hundred percent. It's just yeah, people like to fixate on these like these problems that don't matter in the big picture and it won't really affect your life outside of that you know particular show or that scene. Uh, it's like yeah, people like to ignore sometimes when there's like uh, real issues at hand. Yeah. But I hope, but but I hope, uh, you know, uh, and hopefully this doesn't come across as corny, but like, I I hope with what you and your friends are doing in Zulu are, um, you know, kind of pushing the narrative and um, opening up people's eyes that, uh, you know, uh, you know, black people in hardcore uh, shouldn't be too surprising. Right. Because there are because if you look at. Uh, you know, scenes uh, across the country, there's, uh, you know, prominent uh, black people and tons of other bands. But I, I feel like what you guys are doing in Zulu is uh, definitely important. And I hope, uh, you know, may not realize it here now in real time, but I hope, uh, you know, uh, we're able to look back and see the impact that you guys have on the scene or are having. Yo, thank you. Yeah, I, I'm trying to definitely see it. Well, the main thing that opens my eyes is RC, like, Kid, like like young like black punks mm-hmm. and it's not even just like hardcore kids it'd be like circle pits and like just like push pits of like young black kids and i'm like yo like they they they're showing out like they feel safe to come here because it's representation 
you're speaking to them. So they'll pull up and they'll buy the merch. They'll be on like the TikTok stuff and be on IG posting about it. And it's like they get their other friends who are like, oh, wow, like this is cool. Like, you know, anything's possible, you know? And like, it's not even, I'm not even trying to sound corny, but it's like people don't think that they could, like, black, some young, like, black alt kids don't think they could do it because they're so used to hearing, like, the, oh, you like this? Or, oh, you should be liking this or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, bro, I don't, I don't know. Like, duality is something that we want to show. Like, some, some uh, hardcore magazine interviewed me last year. And they're like, oh, what's your favorite record of the year? I said, like, the, the little Baby record. Like, because, like, little Baby's hard. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's duality. Like, I'm not always, like, metal punk hardcore guy. You know, like, there's there's multifaceted Black people that exist. And I feel like with Zulu, it's like, it shows, like, okay, like, like there's rap imagery and whatnot. Like, Dez himself is a very accomplished rapper. And it's like, okay like i you can like both you can do both like you know you, you're not like was it pigeon told pigeon holds mm-hmm. i think whatever into one thing pigeon to hold held whatever <laughs> into one thing you know like mo- being multifaceted has a, it's, it's a, it speaks to a lot of these kids and it's cool dude it's so sick like it's crazy how geeked a lot of these like young black kids are on us and like, that's all that matters. Like, I'm so stoked. I'm so stoked about it. It's crazy. Hell yeah. Well, Braxton, this has been super awesome. I've, uh, you know, really happy that we were able to sit down and finally do a podcast. Uh, I, I'm a fan of everything that you're doing currently. So uh, thank you. But before we sign off, is there anything else you would like to say? Yo, Shred Bundy, October 1st. Uh, Shred Bundy. Uh, October, Bunny, October 2nd, we got a gig with freaking, um, this band Sordo. Uh, we're playing with freaking Barrage, those the homies. Got a lot of stuff lined up with Wise. Got, got a lot of stuff lined up with my other band, Madhouse. Shout out Firestarter. Shout out Face Facts from Coachella Valley. Shout out Slam Records. Shout out all the homies doing it. Shout you out for sure for, for having me on. No problem. Shout out Flame. Shout out Sweet Soul. High Desert. Yeah, man. All right. Well, seriously, thank you again. We'll we'll, we'll definitely do it again in the future. Uh, I, I I appreciate you coming on. Thank you everybody for tuning in. 